I've been hearing my neighbors a lot more recently. Mm-hmm. Both sides. Like, I'm pretty sure we might have tennis ball against the wall. Uh, that's my new song. Tennis ball oh, against the wall. Okay. Yeah. okay. I think we're going to hear that in the background. And other stuff. So- they always watch movies, like, really, really loud. They Their TV is clearly on the wall that we share, and they play their movies so fucking loud. Which, like, I get my TV's on the wall that I share with my other neighbor, but I... I mean, maybe he's listening to Orange is the New Black or Friends or Sex and the City. Whatever I'm watching. Fair. <laughs> yeah, I I actually, I do not hear my neighbors to the side of me. Because um, I only share one wall with neighbors and whoever's yeah. above me. I hear the he- people above me, though. But it's just, like, footsteps and stuff, so I can't really get mad it's about like that. Typical. They're walking. Yeah. yeah. How dare you walk. I know. But I do hear the bar... That is literally 25 feet from my back door. Who's having a party today? Fucking party today. Oh, it actually just started. It did it? I think it started at three. Oh, yeah. So. It's going to be fun. Party times. Woo. (laughs) (laughs) We, We sound so energetic. I know. Hopefully the party at the bar isn't too crazy when you're trying to actually go to sleep. So I, it started at three. No, I am 99.9% sure it's going to be super loud and it's going to be like midnight because it always is. They're always loud on Sundays until like two when they close. That's stupid. I know. It's one of the things that I'm like, hmm, wish I would have known this beforehand because like obviously I knew the bar was close, but I didn't realize how loud they would actually be because it's not just their like oh they have an outside patio so there's a lot of people talking it's also they blare the music and from like my bedroom i could hear the songs word for word it's just really fucking annoying look at you being an old man i uh, it's like midnight and 1 a.m and it's this loud i ain't no i ain't fucking with that no but oh my god yeah well, do you wanna do you wanna talk about our Patreon? Yeah, you should definitely all check out our Patreon, Blood and Wine Podcast. Um, we post different little fun stuff that we find. We also post our murder minis. Yes, in which that. they're like fifteen to thirty minutes. I think yeah, depending averaging. That's it, yeah. There are some that are short. Some that are some that are a little bit longer. But it's just more content. Yeah, little. More just murder. mini mini episodes about murder when we that we record at the end of our episodes, so we are just gone at that point. Pretty much, except for the last one we recorded. Yeah, the last um, like, last episode that wine. It was good. It, it was I'm still so shocked that I liked it as much as I did. Mm-hmm. Like enough to where I'm like, well, I would totally go get that again for like a patio. Like it's hot. I know, especially for five dollars. I know, absolutely. But, yeah, at the end of it, I was like, I don't really feel that drunk. No. And it was still... Oh, no. It wasn't 13.5%. That was the rosé. Yeah, it was... I think it was like 11. <laughs> that we had. 11.5, something like that. Mm, so it's lower. I mean, the the reds, I, the red... Oops, spoiler. <laughs> Which I said last week it was going to be a red. You I did. did pick a red, you but did. it's probably like 14. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So... I didn't realize that, like, a port wine, something ungodly like that. 
I could totally look and not be a lazy ass. It's oh. 13.5. Oh, okay. Yeah, ports are like, what, 15? Yeah, ports are crazy. Insane. Insane. Which, so, it's it has one in it, but did you, in, like, high school, college, or, I mean, after the age of 21, ever drink hypnotic? It's, like, bright blue. It's a mix of... What is of, it? It's hypnotic with a Q at the end. It's like, oh God, it's like cognac, vodka, French wine, and then like juices and shit in it. It's pretty good. It's like 20%. It's a, you just buy a bottle of hypnotic. Oh my God. It's and like, you just sip on that? Uh, sure. Sip. Chug on that? Mm-hmm. And it, it's good though. I mean, it's also like $25 bottle. So it's kind of expensive, as far as I remember. Yeah. I haven't had it in years, but we were talking about that at work the other day, actually. Reminiscent on Hypnotic. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. It sounds it, gross, dude. <laughs> it, it, it It is. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> oh, I'm um, not a fan of that Fair. at all. Fair. Anyway, um, also, don't forget to subscribe. Yes. You get alerts. I actually recently found out that when you subscribe to a podcast on iTunes, it notifies you when a new episode's available, I guess. Which it blows my mind. It doesn't do that. It blows my mind that you must have just not set up push notifications. I know. I know. Because mine does. And I don't even really listen to that many podcasts, but mine will still, like, whenever they upload a new episode, it'll be like, this podcast has updated. Yeah. Which, I guess, do we ever talk about the podcasts we listen to that aren't um, true crime ones? No. I don't think we do. What? Well, you've mentioned the HR one you listen to. I know. I listen to, like, HR Talks. And, and I'm pretty sure I've mentioned NPR. Is is the NPR first. that you listen to? Oh, the Up First podcast. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yep, I listen to Up First every morning, and it's a quick... I love it, because it's, like, 13 minutes of news, and it's just the most important things that happened the day before that are going on, and you can also listen to NPR on your radio. Yeah. And it has similar stories, like, more in-depth. Yeah, the two the two other podcasts that I listen to are HR Talks and HR Happy Hour, which are not very interesting. To most people, so. Yeah, I also listen to a lot of, well, not as much anymore, but ones that deal with more paranormal and, like, kind of fantasy. Mm-hmm. So ones like um, The Black Tapes and Tannis, and it tells mm-hmm. a story. So another one I listened to was Limetown, and it had one season, and I listened to this back in freaking like, 2014 or 2015. Oh. And I've been waiting for the second season, and... Like six months ago or so, they released a teaser, and then still nothing. And, that's and I'm like, it? guys, oh my gosh. Um, which I mean, who knows? Maybe it's a funding thing or whatever. But I, I just, it works though. Clearly, I enjoyed it enough to now. It's four years later, and I'm still waiting. And I'm like, yeah. hello. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so um, I do hope they continue that. But ones that are a little more storytelling mm-hmm. week by week those are really interesting especially for car trips but when yeah. you want something that's not real or that's not news yeah those are pretty awesome nice so with that any news any updates with you um well 
well, this will reveal what day we're recording this, but there's actually a, a mass shooting going on today. Right now. Uh, yeah. Updates are coming in. It's in Jacksonville, Florida at the Madden video game tournament. And there's multiple deaths. And yeah. it's just, I can't, we, we talked about this in our last episode. I know. And then now it's happened yet again so soon. I, it just, it, it yeah. makes me sick. Yeah. It makes me sick. It breaks my heart. And I have a friend that's in Jacksonville who I I immediately texted her after I saw the news report come in to make mm-hmm. sure she wasn't around in this area because it was at the Jacksonville Landing, which is an area that has like shops and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It turns out she was there yesterday. Jesus. And anyway, so I just y'all, we need to do something. Yeah. We need to stop just sending, you know, thoughts and prayers and actually do something yeah so well and this is what's you know voting in november is getting more and more and more and more important so absolutely y'all make sure you're registered yes make sure you know where your polling location is and make sure you know your like your rights as a voter and also don't ever ever sit there and think that your vote won't make a difference because if you're thinking that as well as half a million other people, then you're right, it won't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but everyone, yeah. Yeah. But go. Your, your vote or your lack of a vote makes a difference. Makes a I, huge I guess difference. It was, I realized what I said was kind of confusing, but it's like whether you vote or you don't vote, that has an impact. It does. It, may, it is a huge impact. So, yeah, I know that's um, definitely not an exciting news thing, but I did... I don't know. I wanted to address that 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 is happening yeah. right now. It's going on, um, and the like I said, the news reports are still coming in. I don't have a lot of information at all. Yeah, so. I think it happened like an hour ago or something. Uh, a couple at least, mm. but yeah. So anyway, well, on that note. <laughs> um, on that note, do you want to talk about your really depressing topic? Yeah, well, it's a very, it's a fun topic. I mean, you know, after you say it, I'll tell you why it's kind of terrifying, but. Well, you know, so the topic we're doing for this episode is vacation murders. Yes. So murders that happen or crimes, attacks that happen uh, while you're on vacation. Uh, I think it's, I think it's interesting. I like this one because travel is such a huge thing to me yeah um to both of us i mean i that's like what once i like save up money and i'm comfortable that's what i want to spend my money doing is traveling and i experience i don't even have money fair but like my biggest some of my biggest regrets were when i was like abroad and i didn't travel as much as i could have yeah because of like Oh, I don't really want to go to Rome alone. Well, now I haven't been to Rome. Kind well, of thing. According to our topic, you could have been killed. Well, I could have been, but I could also be killed, you know, right outside our apartment. So It's true. <laughs> it's true. But it was a little um, interesting researching this one when I'm leaving for the Bahamas in two weeks. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Gosh. Yeah. So don't get murdered while you're in the Bahamas. I'll work on it. Try your best. Um, I will try my best. I think, um, 
I don't know. I think it's interesting because, like, when we took a family vacation last October to um, the Yucatan in Mexico. Yeah. And everyone I talked to was like, okay, well, you're going to stay inside the resort, right? Because there's shootings and they, they drive by with a boat and just shoot everyone on the beach. And part of me is like, one, who's they? Two, yeah. are does it? But then... Yeah, it can happen. Yeah. Obviously, I I don't think you should, you know, cancel travel plans or put travel plans on hold just because something might happen. Yeah. Because something might happen anywhere. No matter where you are. Uh, so, but yeah. No, I thought I thought it was interesting because vacations are all fun. It's a place you, you'd never be other than for this vacation. And then get murdered. Yep. So murdered on the beach. Murdered on the beach. Murdered in paradise. Oof. What was the thing you were telling me yesterday that we I need to literally was just trying to remember. <laughs> it was like It was like sun Sun, sand, and slaughter. Yes. Which yeah. I still think needs to be the name of this episode. I yeah. It it's, probably will be. It's definitely the title of a news article. But hey. It's perfect. It sun, is. sand, and slaughter. We're going to use slaughter, but we're going to use it again. Using it number two. We, I mean, we can't limit ourselves like that. How many episodes do we have that have, like, murder in the I title know. or kill <laughs> or whatever? All of them. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that algorithm. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, I'm really interested to hear what case you picked, and I'm interested to tell tell you the one I did. Yes, same. But first, I'm interested in this one. Yes. And this wine has a bit of a story attached to it. Ooh. It's not one that I was going to buy for our podcast, but then when I won the last episode and I had this bottle, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I just need to go get another one. And it's amazing. So a little bit of a background-ish. I was, I was told this story, so the sources are my head and this person that works at these vineyards in California. But... As you know, a lot of vineyards don't produce their own grapes. They buy their grapes from elsewhere. Some vineyards don't even produce their own wine. They buy their wine from elsewhere. So And then just put their name on it? And and just put their name on it. That's not a vineyard. That's just a store then. (laughs) That's just a labeling place. Hey, you know what? To each their own. It's just a part of the system. And and some of the places will not necessarily like they'll they'll have the wine made somewhere else they'll buy it and then they'll mix it with other wines Which and so mix blends etc or sometimes they will mix it with their own wine or just there are so many different ways that wine is created yeah but like a lot of products out there the name brand and the store brand are a lot of times the same thing i know yeah. it's one of those things that's weird that I've never thought about it with wine until I was talking to this gentleman. And I'm not going to reveal any names because I think he told me some names in, like, secrecy, so I won't. Yeah. But just know that there are vineyards out there, like, high dollar, that you can also get the same wine for less. Because, again, it's just like the neighbor and store rent type thing. Yeah. Um, I ain't buying myself some great value wine, though. No, it's not that. Uh-huh. It's not that. I'm not not going to get the H-E-B Select brand. <laughs> you know what? I bet H-E-B is going to come out with a wine and it's probably going to be great. It would be fine. So, 
I mean, I guess Trader Joe's did it, and we love theirs, so. I know. I don't know why you're crapping all over it. I'm not crapping all over (laughs) it. I'm just saying. Like, how many times do we get a bottle of Shaw? All the time. More than any other wine. That is true. That is true. I'm just saying. I think it's weird. (laughs) I mean. I don't want to know that I'm spending $15 on this bottle I love when I could be spending 5 on the exact same thing. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm going to go buy Walmart's wine when they get it. They're not doing oh, it. God. But I'm just saying. No. That'd be one that I'd be like, no. Sam's Choice. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's Choice wine. Um, anyway, so this guy I was talking to, he works at one of the places that distributes a lot of the grapes and also makes the wine. So there's this one company that does that. Well, back about... 10 years ago, they decided to just go ahead and start bottling their own product and also sell it. So instead of just selling the grapes and the pre-made wine, they bottle it as well. Yeah. So w- one of their labels is uh, not the one I picked, but I'll talk about it anyway. It's Ryder, mm-hmm. R-Y-D-E-R. And this is all California wine. And their Pinot Noir is wonderful and their uh, rosé we had a pinot noir rosé is also very very good it's much different than um, a french rosé for sure this is not Côte de Provence at all it's darker but it's like a $12 bottle both of those were $12 and the quality there are people selling that same stuff for 20 to 30 bucks a bottle that's insane so but the one I picked is another avenue that they've they've done. They've created this Ranch 32 series mm-hmm. of vineyard. And it's um, nestled on the west side of the Salinas Valley in California in Monterey County. Mm-hmm. And it's their home ranch. So it's the first estate that was established in 1972. They started planting the grapes there. This is Ranch 32. So it's what they named this wine after. Okay. Or the, this series, excuse me, after. So in this particular corner of Monterey where their vineyard is located, they get plenty of sun, the morning fog. Like, it's mm. freaking California. It's gorgeous. Um, what if it, I lived in California? Dude. What if I could afford to live in California? Question number one. <laughs> <laughs> what if I could afford? Question number two, what if I do it? I would obviously visit you, but, like, can you live near Napa? Yeah, I'm going to open my own vineyard. Can we do that? Can that be our million-dollar idea? To go to Shark Tank, be like, hey, guys, <laughs> we want to drink wine all day and make our own. So give us some money, and you can be part of our venture. Well, we're not going to mention okay. our actual Shark Tank idea, because then people would try to steal it. I know, it. then y'all so, can all steal it. <laughs> we need to figure out how to do it, right, but we do. like, you know, it's, once I, we get past that hurdle, we're in the home stretch. I know, I know. Um, but this particular area of California develops grapes with very complex flavors and intense characters. Mm. Um so, some of the winemaker notes on this particular wine. Oh, I didn't tell you what it is. Nope. It's the 2015 Meritage. Ooh. It's 40% Cabernet Sauvignon, 39% Merlot, 21% Petit Verdot. So, it spends 12 months in 30% New Oak, 10% French, and 10% American, and 10% Hungarian barrels. 
Jesus. I know. Okay. So it's there's a lot of different things going in there. Like I mentioned earlier, the alcohol content is 13.5. And the the label is really pretty. The bottle's really pretty. Um, it's like one of those stout bottles that we love. Yeah, it is. And it's just very simple, like black and red. Mm. And, and I really did like the simplicity of that label. You would never guess, especially looking at our logo, that we like black on red. Never. Mm-mm. Never, ever. Nope. Um, so here's some of the winemaker notes. This deep, dark wine delivers opulent aromas of blackberries, plums, black cherries, cassis, violets, and vanilla. I've had a tiny little sample of it. I haven't had a glass, and I'm really excited. I can already tell you, it's good. Uh, The palate is ripe and powerful with notes of fresh fruit, earth, and new oak. The tannins are solid but seamless. This Bordeaux blend is the perfect accompaniment to grilled meats or hearty stews, which is, you know... Not what we're doing today. I know, we, we just had, had tacos, and it's we, a million degrees outside. I know we just had vegetarian. Well, we actually just had vegan tacos. Yeah, but they were good. They really were good, but you know, not grilled meat and hearty stews. Although, hey, I'm always down for finding a good winter wine. Also, I just yeah, thought of a cool name for our future vineyard. It could be like the Sanguine, because that's like Latin for blood or something. Yeah. And that pulls in our podcast that I'm building the branding now, guys. Um, how freaking cool would it be if we had a like podcast to vineyard? I mean, that's that's the I avenue mean, we yeah. should we could go down. We really shouldn't go down the other podcast to murderer. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the direction we, we should go. Not podcast go. to investigative reporters. Yes, but I don't vineyard want sounds. To. Vineyard sounds more fun. Vineyard sounds a lot less depressing. I'd rather stay an armchair detective, even though we're not really armchair detectives, considering we're not, like, going on forums and stuff. It's true. But we're just interested. There's a word. Yeah. I don't know what the word is. We're fans, I guess. Fans of murder? No. No, that (laughs) sounds wrong. That sounds wrong. Don't say that. Okay. But I will say also one thing that... In Napa, I don't think it gets up to like 150 degrees outside. Probably not. So. Probably not. Just saying, that'd be nice. Alright. Well, I'm going to open this. Please. I want some. Ah. See the cute little 32? I like that. While I do this. Yes. You looking forward to this week? No. Although it is the week before Labor Day, which is nice. Yep. Y'all will be listening to this the day after Labor Day, so have fun being at work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let this help you get through the day back yeah. after the three-day weekend. Just know that we're still looking for it. You went at such an angle <laughs> trying to get that cork out. I know. Um, but, yeah, just know that we're still looking forward to that. This is a pretty cork. I mean, it just says you Ranch 32. destroyed 30. it, but, you know. It just says Ranch 32. and I didn't completely destroy it. No. Okay. I can still use it for my future cork board. That I gave you the idea to make. No, you didn't give me that idea. I'm on Pinterest, okay? I've had that idea. I just didn't didn't think about executing it. You gave me the execution idea. Um, I'm I disagree. Oh, do you want to do you want to tell our listeners about the new wine glasses we're using? Oh yes. So um, back a few weeks ago, uh, my wonderful cat Sebastian, whom I love, um, 
decided that it would be fun to shatter Brittany's wine glasses that she had left at my place. Um, so I discover this by, it's like 3 a.m. Right. And I just hear glass shatter. <laughs> oh, um, my God. I thought, like, it sounded like someone threw a rock through my window or something. Right. So I sprint out of bed naked because it's 3 a.m. and I'm asleep. <laughs> What were you going to do? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, that was not a thought plan I had. I'm not like... Okay, let me say this delicately. So I'm picturing you running out like naked and terrified. And <laughs> yes. Basically, yes. Yeah. Um, so I sprint to the living room and just step on a piece of glass. And oh, yep. it, then I like... Fuck! Turn on the light. <laughs> see the shattered glass. The dogs, like, are, you know, starting to trot in. I'm like, oh, what's going on? And I just yelled at them. I'm like, get back! I don't want them <laughs> stepping on the glass. Also, yeah. I'm bleeding and in pain and <laughs> barely awake. But they listened. They just looked at me and just turned around and went right back to the bedroom. Uh, they knew that <laughs> you meant business. Yeah, so then I spent a good, like, 20 minutes with my little hand broom sweeping up the glass pieces. <laughs> and I think you're still finding glass. Uh, yep, usually in my feet. It's fine. So, um, because yeah. of that, I got a new set of wine glasses. Yeah, I bought and... her a um, couple one, glasses from Crate and Barrel, and they're amazing. They're, they're hip, um, is what they're called. The oh, hip I was ones. like, they're hip. They're cool. <laughs> no, hip as in, like, hips. Like, oh, yeah, okay. Because of the way they're shaped. Um, well, I actually have already posted a picture of them on our Instagram because I oh. loved them so much. I posted it, like, last week. But um, they're so pretty and they're so delicate. And they're only, like, seven bucks a piece. Yeah. They're so cheap. But they have, like, the perfect, like, no lip, very thin, skinny stem. They're basically my ideal red wine glasses. Yeah. And on that note, we should use them and cheers. We should. And try the Ranch 32. All right. Meritage. Here we go. That's really good. Yeah. I. How is that a $14 bottle? Oh, yeah. I didn't say the price. This is 14 but it tastes like more. It, yeah. All right. Well, we've got our wine. That's mm. delicious. Yes. And. It's your turn to go first. Yes, it is. Okay. So, so uh, how are you going to scare me before my Bahamas vacation? Oh, it's going to be wonderful. My case is the murders of David Miller and Hannah Withridge. I don't know this one, but for some reason those names sound familiar. It was one that when it happened, it was in a lot of papers and it stirred a lot of uh, controversy and a lot of just stories. Yeah. Um, so the sources I use for this one are People, The Guardian, The Sydney Morning Herald, CBS News, The Independent, and Daily Mail. So I just want to, I'll let you get into it, but I also ended up using People. I mm -hmm. think because of this topic, because if you think People's like fun, you know, you know, you think like the yeah. vacation tie-in is why People picked up these stories yeah because i used a lot of people articles for yeah. mine too oh yeah and then the one because i didn't want to do the case that would be expected which Natalie is Nat, yeah yeah i didn't do that right either um but i mean people had a lot i've read this really good article which is how on people which is how i found this case 
that just went into different, um, I guess, like, paradise murders. Yeah. Um, and this was one of them. It was insane. God, okay. Tell me. So, David Miller, who was 24, and Hannah Withridge, who's 23. Oh, kids. Um, yeah. These two kids are from the UK, and they're backpacking and vacationing in Thailand. Um, oh. This is in September of 2014. They didn't actually know each other before this vacation. Oh. And they only met each other by chance when they wound up staying in adjoining rooms at this oh. um, uh, little backpacker. It like a didn't hostel? sound like a hostel necessarily, more like a hotel resort-ish, mm-hmm. but basically a hostel um, it called the Ocean View Bungalows. So Hannah's there with three of her friends and David is there with two of his friends. Um, so this bungalow is overlooking the white sand of Sari Beach um, and it's on the Thai island of Koh Tao. So Hannah was a graduate from the University of East Anglia, uh-huh. and she'd been studying for her master's in speech and language therapy. Mm. Uh, her family described her as a beautiful person inside and out, saying that she would have gone on to make a significant difference in the lives of many. She sounds absolutely amazing. And obviously, I totally understand why her parents are saying like all these positive things, mm-hmm. positive things about her, but... Really, though, when you think about it, what parent is going to be like, oh, my kid was actually a shit, kind of had this coming. You know? I mean, If something tragic were to happen, they're not going to... I mean, God, I would hope they wouldn't. I mean, yeah. (sighs) The sad thing is there probably are some parents that would. I know. That's so fucked up. Yeah. So, David was a student at Victoria College in Jersey. Uh, Not New Jersey. The island. In the UK, Jersey. Oh, I actually didn't know there was an island called Jersey. Mm -hmm. That's where the name New Jersey came from in the New World. Oh my god. Yep. Okay, well... Just stew on that. I don't want to. Well, okay. So his former head teacher described him as a bright young man and a talented artist with real potential to forge a worthwhile and fruitful path in his life. So two real good kids. Yeah. Two kids just out traveling, vacationing, backpacking Thailand with their friends. So on the night of September 14th... Your case is like every parent's nightmare. Yeah, it absolutely is. So on the night of September 14th, 2014, they attended an all-night party on the Sari Beach where they were Uh uh, with... You know, the beautiful emerald water, the white sand. I mean, it's kind of oh, like the God. perfect vacation beach party. Yeah, sounds and, like it. And it sounds like they're at not a resort resort, but an area that it's a lot of, like, like vacationers upscale. and tourists. And, you know, be- fancy beach parties like this are normal. Yeah, yeah. So... Later in the night, their friends wandered off, probably to head back to their hotel nearby. Yeah. Um, and Hannah and David decided to, uh, later on, decided to head back to their rooms at about 1 a.m. Okay. And as they're walking up from the beach up to the hotel, they were attacked. Aww. So David and Hannah's battered bodies were found the next morning on September 15th of 2014. Uh, there on the shores of Koh Tao. Oh my 
God. Um, autopsies showed that they suffered severe head wounds and that Hannah had been raped. Oh, God. Yeah. So Hannah was found with her face smashed in, her skirt wrenched up, and her body showing signs of the rape. David was found four meters away, face up, with a blow to the head and water in his lungs. Oh, my God. They drowned him. He was... Like, struck in the head and left unconscious to drown in the tide. Oh, my God. So, a rusty hoe with its blade broken and caked in gore was laying nearby. Oh, God. Yeah. So, the authorities started scouring the jungle for suspects, and the islanders blocked the only ferry out uh, to prevent the the, from escaping. Yeah. God, I love when people come together. Mm-hmm. So, from the start, the case raised questions about police conduct. Oh, okay. Um, the investigators faced a variety of criticism, starting with their failure to even secure the crime scene. Yeah. And then Step number for re- one. Yeah. And then for releasing several names and pictures of suspects who turned out to be innocent. God, come on. Yeah, it, it, it this falls down a, a, just a shithole. Rabbit hole caked in shit. Well, that's not pleasant. No, I wouldn't imagine it would be. So I'm just going to go over a couple of the different things that they really fucked up that on. That they did wrong, yeah. yeah. So they the Thai police admitted to moving David's body, um, ostensibly to prevent it from washing away but still moving it without securing it and gathering all the evidence first. Yeah. Um, Authorities announced that Hannah was raped and then said she wasn't before finally saying she was raped twice. Oh, my God. Um, Police initially named a British friend of hers as a person of interest, then began taking DNA samples from hundreds of suspects. The investigation descended into the absurd when the Thai prime minister commented on the killings, saying that only ugly women were safe wearing bikinis in Thailand. The Prime Minister. What the fuck? What the fuck? No. Yeah. Oh my god. I don't even know how to comment on this besides just expletives and, like, are you kidding me? Would you be that surprised if our president said that? I mean... No. So. Fuck Trump. Yeah. That, but still, this is... Yeah. So, after Britain's foreign office expressed concern to the Thai authorities about the way that the investigation was being conducted, British police were allowed to observe the case. Yeah. Um, So, under intense pressure to solve the case, police started carrying out DNA tests on more than 200 people on the island. So, two workers from Myanmar, which also known as Burma... Yeah. Um, who were working on the island were arrested about two weeks after the murders. Shortly after arresting the men, uh, Za Lin and Win Za Tun, who's also known as Wai Fio, yeah. uh, Thai officials had them perform a just a really fucking weird public reenactment of the crimes. What? Yeah. So police linked arms to keep onlookers off the beach and they had the suspects you know put on helmets bulletproof vests their handcuffs and while wielding a dust bin instead of a hoe like demonstrate how they supposedly 
killed the tourists. Okay. Yeah. So... I do not see the point in this. Uh, there's not one. So, bystanders, including a TV reporter, uh, were roped in to play the parts of the victims, which is... It's just all fucking weird. This is so messed up. Yeah. So, the, the two of them confessed to the murders. But even getting into their confession, it's just confusing and the details don't add up. Um, specifically, one of them, they said they didn't use a condom, even though the police are insisting that they did. Okay. Police said that the, the pair confessed and that the DNA samples linked them to the crimes, but both of the men would later retract their confessions, saying that they had been coerced by the police. And police, of course, denied the accusations. Of course. So one of the defendants, Fio, testified that he was tortured, beaten, and threatened so that he would confess. He told the court that police handcuffed him naked, took pictures of him, kicked him in the back, punched him, slapped him, threatened to tie him to a rock and drop him into the sea, according to one of their defense lawyers. Wow. Yeah. So... Zalin, the other defendant, testified that he was blindfolded, beaten on his chest, and told he would be killed if he didn't admit to the charges. Oh my gosh. Uh, their defense attorney said, adding, he also said he was constantly suffocated by a plastic bag that was put over his head until he passed out. So Wow. Yeah. So, torture. Yeah. So much torture. So their attorney, Aung Myo Thunt, said they told me that they were on the beach that night drinking and singing songs. They said they didn't do it, that the Thai police beat them until they confessed to something they didn't do. They're pleading with the Burmese government to look into the case and find out the truth, he added. Uh, They were a really pitiful sight. Their bodies had all sorts of bruises. And a lot of the controversy here, because it, just looking at the evidence and looking at everything, it doesn't add up. Right. But this local police force very much wants this case to be solved and over with, because obviously it's hurting their tourism. Totally. These two guys are from Myanmar. They're migrant workers working here. Right. And even just looking at the evidence, it doesn't add up. It doesn't... Uh Fit. And uh, just hearing in all the different ways that things are not, and we'll get into more of it, but it definitely seems like a case where the local police obviously wanted this solved as quick as possible because yeah. it's hurting their tourism money. Right. Um, and so they're going to blame the immigrants. Which is unfortunately something that happens. Yeah. So another side of, of this police misconduct and just the shit that's going on is how it's affecting their families, the victims' families. Yeah. So Hannah's sister, Laura, wrote on a Facebook post that described the family's grief and criticized the Thai authorities, um, just the way they're handling the case. Uh Uh-huh. So she says her family was told, why are you so bothered? Just go home and make another one. Oh my God. Yeah. She added, what if I told you I am now frightened of my own shadow, that I am constantly looking over my shoulder, that I am exhausted but frightened to sleep because of nightmares? 
what if I told you that since we lost Hannah, there have been many more suspicious deaths on Kotal? You probably haven't heard of them, as not all were British nationals. The deaths, where possible, are covered up as suicides and accidents. This would have happened with Hannah if it had not been for the hideous brutality of her passing. Oh my god. She also said that she received death threats and had been sent graphic crime scene photos. This is a sister? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Um, she wrote, I miss my sister desperately, my heart is heavy, and my mind is tired. That breaks my heart. Yeah. So, in December of 2015, a Thai court sentenced both Lin and Fio to death for the killings. Uh, this conviction was mired in controversy. Yeah. Uh, the defense was accusing the police of bungling their investigation from the outset um, after local detectives came under huge pressure to solve this case. Yeah. Uh, prosecutors said DNA evidence collected from cigarette butts, a condom, and the bodies of the victim linked Lynn and Fio to the killings. But lawyers that were representing the pair said DNA samples from the murder weapon didn't match the two of them, and that their confessions were as a, a result of torture and just another piece of the systematic abuse of migrants on the island of Kotel. Well, and getting their DNA, that being found on cigarettes and a condom. It's on the beach. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of people's DNA who you can find through those types of materials on the mm-hmm. beach in a tourist vacation area. Like, mm-hmm. that just, that's not fair. Yeah. So investigators were accused of failing to properly collect and preserve DNA samples and declining to test key pieces of evidence such as Hannah's clothing, or to even allow independent examination of the samples. So, Thai police admitted in court that they never bothered to check CCTV footage of a boat leaving from a nearby pier just an hour after the killings. What the fuck? We have the footage, but we never checked it, Police, the police colonel admitted in court, um, which he then went on to say that he just simply didn't believe the killer would have taken the boat. Why? Just didn't believe it. So the police chief also said that his department had not investigated rumors of a fight between Hannah and the son of a powerful Kotal uh, politician on the night of the killing. Oh. Nor did his department fully test the murder weapon. Instead, he told the court, that the hoe was examined under a magnifying glass, but investigators decided what? that there were no viable um, fingerprints or DNA to collect. But they just looked at it with a magnifying glass? Yep. Can you even see a fingerprint with a magnifying glass? Not unless you, like, dust it, or if it's, like, a sticky fingerprint. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah. So the blood splatters on it weren't even tested. So, he also said he didn't think it was relevant that CCTV footage showed men fleeing from the area in clothing that was different from the two accused, what they were wearing. Yeah. Also, just the the shit-topping to this cake, the translators who were used to obtain the confessions that are now retracted... Yeah. 
admitted in court that they were pancake vendors who barely understood Thai and spoke very little Burmese. So these translators don't, one, don't speak the, the accused, their like native tongue, barely speak the language they're translating it into. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. So Thailand's best known forensic scientist uh, Porntip Ronjana Sunand uh, testified that police had mishandled evidence, including the Clearly. hoe. Yeah, including the hoe that they were saying was the murder weapon. She tested the hoe and found that it contained DNA from two men, but not from the suspects. So the, there yep. is no DNA evidence linking them to these cases. Right, they clearly, it's Pierce did not do this. Yes. So, in March of 2017, they appealed, and it was denied, and their sentence of death is currently being upheld. Oh my gosh, and so they're there in jail in Thailand? Yep, awaiting execution. Oh my god, that's insane. Yeah, so not only are these innocent vacationers murdered and dead because of this, what seems like very likely to be innocent people are now accused just based on the racism of the region. Yeah. That, oh, they, they did it. They're the migrant workers. Let's just build a case against them. Like it. Yeah. Let's, let's not try to solve the case with the truth. Let's just try to get this case off our desks. Yeah. And. And stop affecting tourism. Yeah. Which. so fucked up. I know. So everyone involved, it's all, it's all just fucked up. It's so fucked up. And I'm like, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Let's say I never want to be caught up in any kind of crime thing in Thailand after Mm, reading this story. Mm. I mean, also, in general, there's no place in the world I do want to be caught up in a crime thing. Same. But shit. I just don't. That's tragic. Mm -hmm. On so many accounts. I feel so bad for the victims. I feel so bad for those that were accused who are also victims of this. And it seems that the... The real criminals just fled. Yeah. And that they're not even being looked for and that Yeah, no, they believe that they've caught them and and it would be one thing if like the evidence did point to them, although some of it maybe doesn't, it's up in the air. Like it's so that it definitely, yeah, a jury should decide. But it it doesn't look that way at all. It doesn't look like the evidence points to them at all. No. Yeah, yours was crazy. Yeah, I know insane like absolutely insane. Uh, obviously still gonna go to the beach because i mean um, like always and let's be real like not gonna go to like the galveston beach because of you why because it's just boring gross and gross it's gross the gulf is kind of gross the gulf around the, texas yeah is like gross. the texas although you could go to like south padre and it's well better. yeah once you start getting stuff but like the northern gulf when it's like i I will say, I have heard Alabama, like Gulf Shores, Alabama is pretty nice. And then like Destin and... Really? So you're nice. saying we can go to Alabama and have nice beaches? I mean, Gulf Shores, Alabama is only like 45 minutes from Destin, I think. I thought you were about to say from here, and I'm like, it's not. If you go really <laughs> fast. <it is. laughs> okay, if it's right by Destin, then I totally get it. I'd rather yeah. just go to Destin. I know. <laughs> I would rather go to whichever one's cheaper. But honestly, oh, I want okay. to do that. I want to go on like a week beach vacation yeah. with like four or five friends and just rent a beach house. 
and oh. do that because I never got to do that shit for spring break. I mean, same. My spring breaks were like, ooh, shit, working. yeah, now I can work 40 hours this week. Yeah, I know. But hey, as a kid, that was a lot of money. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not going the beach house route, but I am definitely going the Bahamas mm-hmm. all-inclusive beach route. And I literally plan, we're only going to be there for three days, which is nowhere near long enough. No. But I plan to be laying out on the beach, drinking unlimited amounts of alcohol, and yeah, I just bought another swimming suit today, so fingers crossed it fits. Got it on Amazon. I will say... um, You don't care about my bathing suit? No, not really. Okay, well, that was rude. I'm, I'm proud you found a nice bathing suit. Thank you. I know you're proud of my Amazon skills. True. But I did want to say, this is hashtag non-spawns, but look at some of the deal. If you're wanting to go on like a beach vacation or do an all-inclusive package, check out the vacation deals on Groupon. Groupon getaways is an amazing way for you. No, stop it. <laughs> you don't want me to. Well, the, the Groupon getaways are awesome. No, they're amazing. And you... like you look and I see some of them and I'm like, wait, shit. Really? I could go to Europe for 10 days, flight included? What? For 1700 Yeah, because it has... Oh, yeah, I guess I didn't say a price. Yeah. I was thinking like 1000 or whatever, but... But it has a bunch of different vacations. It's like flight included, hotel included, transit included, different excursions included. It's all like... The... Honestly, it's perfect for people who don't necessarily want to go and, and find all the things to do. Yeah. You just do one of the Groupon getaways and someone else has done the job of planning the trip for you, which sometimes makes the trip better. Yeah. Oh, you don't absolutely. have the stress you don't have to of figuring out what it. to do. And then the, you have different days if you're like, you know what? When we were on the, the, this tour, I saw this thing and I really want to go to that. You have a couple yeah, days you, you have can do three it. days. And God, I want to do that. It's amazing. And, the, like, the flights and stuff will leave from specific airports. Uh, this is mostly geared towards our um, North American listeners. They do have vacation packages to Europe. Yeah. But I don't believe... Um, or I guess I haven't checked out. I've never checked out if you... If they have flights that, like, depart from mainland Europe and stuff to these other places. I'm not sure. I've never been in Europe wanting to come to the United States, but I, I bet they do. Why I'm, wouldn't they? Well, yeah. I mean, they have huge... Groupon has huge offices in Europe. So. Exactly. One of their big offices is in, I believe, Krakow or Warsaw in Poland. Yeah. That's like their third or fourth biggest office. Anyway. Can I say one of my uh, ultimate goals for our podcast is to do an international tour? Absolutely. That would be. We have a lot of international amazing. listeners, so. And I would love to come to Berlin yes. or Dubai, Amsterdam, or Amsterdam, and just see y'all and yeah. say hi, and I don't know, be able to do a live show or something. I don't know. Yeah, it would be amazing. Live show, invite y'all out. You know, y'all can show us some fun bars in the cities. I know. Not Let's get go us out murdered. For drinks. I will say, if one of us gets murdered, the other person has some great content for the next episode um a book a freaking book well i mean yes but um that's fair so okay i want to do a tour yes like i I, i'm still on it because i just think it would be really cool i'm actually someone who gets really nervous any type of presenting so i'll be like super fucking nervous but i would love to do it yeah i'm really so i i'm told that i'm a great presenter people don't know that i'm like freaking out 
But I feel like if it was like us up there talking and like we're sharing stories to our listeners and like I would it's want different. it I would want it to be like an intimate thing. I wouldn't want to make it a TED talk. No, kind of no. Thing. I would want it to be like I don't know, audience participation. It feel like we're all basically it feel like we're all just sitting in a living room chatting about this shit. Totally. Like that That'd be awesome. Would be amazing. So that would be let so us know awesome. if y'all would also be interested in that or if y'all like hearing us and not seeing us because there. Yeah. Could could be. I hope not. But I mean I hope not, but I also see myself when I wake up on a sun every morning and You're beautiful. And it's wonderful, and anyone would be lucky to look at you. You're damn fucking right they would. Cheers. Also, I'm single, so just, <laughs> just you know, anyone. Hello? <laughs> anyone else? Hello? Hello? <laughs> I'm also single. Okay, I think I'm going to jump into my case now. Mm-hmm. So the sources I used, People, CBS News, mm-hmm. Hollywood Reporter, and ABC News. Okay. So, mine happened in April of 2010, and a man named Bruce Beresford Redman and his wife Monica were on a family vacation with their two kids, five and seven, in Cancun, Mexico. Bruce used to be a popular producer Mm -hmm. of 20 episodes of Emmy-nominated reality show Survivor. I don't know if y'all have heard of that one. I know this case. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Maybe you can... I don't know if you if you have insights or other things that I don't have. Like, oh, I don't know this case. Know this case. I know this case as in I saw it in the list of that people had. Yep, and was like, oh, interesting. I picked that one. I'll come back. That's to why it. I told you where mine was yeah. before I got too deep into my research. Yeah, one thing. So y'all know when we do cases <laughs> like this, I think we might have mentioned it. Maybe, but we'll always tell each other like, okay, mine is happening in Oregon. We haven't okay, done good. an Oregon one. No. Okay, good. Mine's in Florida. I just, so we know, so we, we don't give out any information to each other about these cases. Because for the most part, like this case, I know vaguely what happened. I, I read like three sentences on it. Okay, but I you no don't idea. know the case. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so we can be telling each other like for the first time getting this, them, everyone hearing this case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we always like, <gasps> mine's in Cancun. Good. Mine's in Thailand. Yeah. I just... It's going to happen eventually where we both try to pick the same case. I know. You'll text me and be like, mine's in Amsterdam. And I'll be like, okay, but what happens in Amsterdam? You're like, I mean, mine is two, but... um, So... What's the first name of your person? Ingrid. Fuck. Okay. Um, What's the last name start with? Okay. At that point, if her name's Ingrid, I think we... I don't know. It would be a common... I don't know. So, okay. He was the producer for 20 episodes of Survivor. Yes. He also was the creator of Pimp My Ride, which apparently is a show I'm mentioning two weeks in a row. I know, because last week... Did I mention it last week, or did we cut that out? I don't remember. Anyway, But last week, um, Pimp My Ride Dude was contacted by... James Holmes. By James Holmes, yeah. Yeah. Um, he was also the executive producer for several episodes of Crash Course, which is another reality show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's not your average Joe, necessarily. Um, on Thursday, April 8th, Monica's body was discovered in the sewage cistern tank 
of the Cancun Hotel where they were staying. Ew. Yeah. Um, it was determined through forensics that Monica, who was only 41 at the time, so she was young, died oh. of it, of asphyxia by suffocation oh. and had bruising on her face and a blunt head wound. Jesus. Uh, Bruce had reported her missing on April 6th, so two days before her body was found. And, of course, being the husband, he was quickly named the suspect of interest. Yeah. Um, it don't turned, murder your spouses. I, don't, I mean, don't murder. Don't murder. But, period. like, also, don't murder your spouses. Don't murder your spouses. It's too obvious. It's too obvious. It is. It is way too obvious. It's like, if you murder them, like, you are going to be caught. Yeah. You're very much not going to get away with it. Because like, they are honestly, always going to look at I'll you judge first. you for your process planning. They're like, always going to look at you first. Yeah. I'll also judge you for murdering your spouse in general, but I'll also judge you for process planning. Like, come on. Think ahead. <laughs> um. So, randomly, I'm going to interrupt myself. This wine is really good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, like, I don't think I would pay $14 for it again. Yeah. I, I like it. Um... I just poured myself a new glass. I mean, obviously, I like it. I'm wondering it. But it's, right. it's one that I would pay 10 for. Yeah, um, I'd pay 10 for. I feel like it loses... Like, there's no, there's no lingering on the yeah. tongue. It kind of just disappears. I will say, I wonder if if we had paid $30, $35 for it, if we would be singing praises, being like, this is... Oh, my God, see, this is why you spend more money on wine. See, I don't know. Because but... I've had a... $100 bottle of wine. I am not by it myself. It was a gift. Yeah. But I drank it and it was good. But I've had a $50 bottle that was just as good. And yeah. like that $100 bottle did not taste twice as good. That's fair. I mean, if I, oh my God. But my... I've also had like Brazen is my favorite Old Vine Zen. Mm. And it's like, well, it's in this price range. It's like 13 or 14 a bottle. Yeah. It's so good. It's better than some $30 or $40 bottles I've had. We should do, this is a sidetrack, we should do an episode where instead of picking a wine we've never had, we pick our favorite wine. Yes. That would be fun. But I will say... I love that idea. I was expecting... Ooh, we do two bottles. Right? Not of each, but you do a bottle, I do a bottle in one episode. Yeah. Favorite wine episode. Favorite wine. So whoever wins and is the wine picker... That can be, like, the choice. Yeah. The wine choice. Yeah, that's one of the things. But also, with this one, I was expecting it to be one of those... Kind of like the Sauvignon Blanc we had a couple episodes ago. That we drank it, we were like, this tastes like a $30 bottle. Oh, yeah. And Because th- this, I'm like, yeah, no. doesn't really taste like a $30. I mean, no. It really doesn't. Yeah. It's good, don't get it, me wrong. It, it is. It don't is get me really wrong. good. It is, it is a really good wine. I definitely I suggest you buy it. I just expected a little bit more. It. Same. Yeah. Try it out. It's good. Same. Ranch it might 32, just be but... that, you know, we have a different flavor profile that we're looking for in a red, which is totally fair. It is, I mean... Cheap? Yeah. We're looking for a cheap flavor profile. It's what we're used to. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying... I, I started out that sentence being a little snarky, but in all reality... We don't buy super expensive wines. And when we... I feel like when we spend the most on a bottle, it's when we go to a restaurant. But you know Mm -hmm. if you buy a bottle at a restaurant for $40, it's actually a $15 bottle of wine. Which is in our price range. So it's why we like it. So I just... I do think... And we're not... 
we have never lived in an area of the country where wine is, um, like, for example, in Napa. Yeah. You know, like, we don't like live in Napa. We're thing. like, we're like, people make some of the best wines in the world there. Like, we haven't lived there before. No. And I've had, uh, you know, we've had ventures where we've traveled to places that do have a lot better wine. I'm thinking of when I was in Nice. and I'm like the when road... I was in Napa. Yeah. <laughs> the... God damn, you've been in Napa. I haven't. But mm, like the rosé that I had in Nice was, it was amazing. And all the wine I had in mm-hmm. France was amazing because it was oh, yeah. France. But we're here in Texas. And granted, we do have Fredericksburg that's a couple hours yes. west. And Texas is known for making some very, very good grapes in the Lubbock area, which I know sounds really crazy, but apparently the soil there is some of the best in this area of the country. I get it, though. If I was thinking of, like, a dry Mediterranean, like, something similar to, like, inland Spain, Lubbock would be similar. I mean, ew. (laughs) Too bad Lubbock is not anything like inland Spain. No, too bad Lubbock is I've actually never been to Lubbock. I've been Because I don't want to go. I've been once. Um, Our... One of our stepbrothers went to school at Texas Tech. Oh, and you went? Yeah, I went uh, to help move him in. Oh my god! It was my it was my senior year of high school, and I got to take like two days as a college visitation day. Yeah. Um. Which I mean, which I, I it also was. did like tour the campus and stuff. I mean, you may as well you were there, and it was glad you didn't go there. No, I'm glad oh, you god. went to OU. Me too. If I mean, let's be real. If I was gonna go to a school in Texas. It'd be UT. It'd be UT. It would not be tech. No, it, no then offense. I would be in debt. <laughs> no offense to our tech listeners. Yes. Oh, no, I know. And I will admit it. I will publicly admit this. As someone who is a diehard Sooner, I did look at UT for grad school because they have a fantastic fine arts and art history yeah. program. But well, well, I, I will admit to, this. I instead went to NYU. As a, as a, as a Sooner through and through, OU was not my number one choice. But it was, you University know. of Washington was, but they didn't give me scholarships like OU did, so. Fair. Fair. Which, honestly, though, I, having lived in Seattle, I don't know if I could have survived, like, being 18 and going from suburban Oklahoma to Seattle. That would have been such a culture shock. Yeah. Such a culture shock. Yeah. Anyway... I'm going to get back to the wine tangent. Yep. Wine tangent, which is totally inappropriate and okay tangent to go on. That is true. So, I'm going to jump back in. Okay. Okay. As it turns out, Monica had discovered evidence that Bruce was having an affair. Oh. And she confronted him about six weeks before her death. Okay. Um, In a complaint filed by the U.S. court on behalf of the Mexican government, a case was made to arrest Bruce... Um, in Monica's death based on interviews, emails, records, hotel logs, and, and more. And I've got, yeah. I've got more of a list of what all this evidence was, but, um, Mexican authorities claimed that Bruce killed his wife in their room at the Moon Palace Resort in Cancun on the morning of April 5th, 2010. So if you remember, he reported her missing on the 6th. They're saying this happened on the 5th. Oh, he then allegedly hid her body in the hotel room until evening time. I wonder. I mean, obviously, they still rent this room out. Oh. And obviously, they don't yeah. tell people the history of the room. Nope. So there are people that vacation or staying in murder room. 
I mean, there's probably more of that than we actually want to believe. I mean, yeah, but... Um, yeah. So, allegedly, Bruce kept her body in this hotel room until it was evening time, and then left it in the sewage cistern that was 75 yards away from their room. Their room actually had a view of where she ended up being in this this sewage cistern. Oh, okay. Um, and when her body was found, it, she was naked and beaten. Jesus. After her death, Bruce returned to the United States, but of course, um, a couple years later in February 2012, he was extradited to return to Mexico, and a judge ordered that he remain in custody until his trial. Jesus. He continuously maintained his innocence from the very beginning, and after he arrived in Mexico, the judge ordered that he stands trial for yeah. the murder charge. Because his kids were there on vacation with them. Yeah, yeah. There were two kids there and... Do we know how old they were? Five and seven. Five and seven. Like, what are they thinking? I don't know. Because now this is a couple years later. This oldest is, what, 10, 11, something like that? Nine? I don't know how old kids are. But I don't know how how time works. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, I have no idea. They stayed with one of their parents i can't remember if it was his or hers but there there was also this huge custody battle that i didn't do a ton of research on because it wasn't the point of my case but there was a big custody battle where the where the kids go yeah for the parents well that god grow up with you know with two parents like okay they fight sometimes parents do but five and seven you're not grown up no but well yeah i mean you but you're old enough to have memories of that. And then yes. mom is murdered. Dad is in, is convicted of, or is like is taken charged to with it and taken to Mexico. And you're like, what the actual fuck? I know. So this is one of those, I think eventually I want to do this case, the Amanda Knox case. I know. That was one I thought of. Was but it wasn't a I vacation. It wasn't. It was study it, abroad. It could, We could have bent it to be a vacation yeah i know i still am like what if i had gone to arezzo after um so if y'all don't know this ou um has a campus in arezzo italy that's an old monastery yep and so for any study abroad option they really push that because it's ou professors ou student stuff but one of the reasons why i didn't because was because I wanted to be more immersed in where I study abroad. Yeah. And so that's why I chose a school that was a little, I guess, off the beaten path for transfers yeah. from OU. It was something that people don't really go to. I would be no, in class with a lot of Norwegian students and a lot of uh, just European students in general because Erasmus, which is the European study abroad, is so much bigger than what we do here. And I wish we'd implement something like that. But anyway, I, I still regret. I'm like, oh, that would have been really cool. Because it's fucking an old monastery in Italy. I know. That you're I... staying and taking classes in. What the shit? I know. I wish I would have done a study abroad program in undergrad so bad. Mm-hmm. Because I did it in grad school and paid a pretty fucking penny for it. Yeah. But I very much regret not doing it in undergrad. That was, That's the perfect time in your life to go and do oh, something absolutely. like that. 
And the nice thing about the way that OU had it set up is I did a reciprocal exchange. So basically, I went there, and a student from there went here. And how it... Did you ever get to meet that student? Nope. God, that would have been cool. Uh, But how it was billed and stuff is all of... Like, it was just as if I was taking my... I think 16 hours a semester at OU. So all my scholarships worked for it. Everything was covered. I just had to pay for like my flights and then like my, you know, like my public transit pass and all stuff like that. But as far as like paying school, no, it was covered except books. But FYI, uh, if you take it school in Europe, at least from what I've seen, from what I spoke to many people, Either the teachers give you the, your professors give you the printouts or the books are just a lot cheaper or you're not paying a grand a semester on books, but whatever, that's fine. That's it's, how America does that. It's insane how expensive books are for college. Yeah. God, I'd forgotten about that. And yeah. by forgotten, I mean decided to black it, it out. out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there were some documents that were gathered in the investigation of Monica's murder that shed some light into their life before before mm-hmm. this happened. Um, one of them did state that there was potential that she was punched in the face before she was choked. Oh. But she had, you know, there was decomposition that had already begun when yeah. she was put in the cistern. Like, she was only in there for three days. But that's three days in Mexico heat. So, yeah, I mean, her body was decomposing. Yeah. Um... Documents revealed that authorities believed they had marital problems that lasted four years. That lasted four years. Well, (laughs) F-O-R, for multiple (laughs) years. Um, This included mental abuse, Bruce's addiction with phone sex that ended up... That just sounds expensive. uh, It is. There were bills totaling $5,000 for his phone sex addiction. Fuck! Just to, like, talk to someone being like... Someone who's literally probably like sitting at a desk right now being like, I'm shoving my panties into my mouth. And then they're like, I don't know, answering emails or something while they're doing this. So, tangent. There's the episode of Rocco's Modern Life. When he is a sex instructor. Or sex instructor. Sex phone person. Yep. Oh baby, oh baby, oh baby. Yeah. We're like fucking... Six. We don't understand that. That's dirty. I know. I know. That show was so dirty. It, but it wasn't as yeah. dirty as Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy was like I mean, we actually, actually dirty. It was so dirty and so bad that we were told not to watch it. Yeah. And Which I still get. snuck away and figured out ways to watch that show. It was dirty enough that as I remember it, it was on like VH1 or MTV or something. It was on Nickelodeon. Was it? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, okay, so off of our cartoon tangent, there were also documents that were riddled with evidence of this marital strife and named that the producer's assistant, Joy Pierce, was his mistress. Oh, that's just tacky. It's it's typical. Yeah. It's, It's tacky and typical. Dude sleeping with his assistant. That's just so fucked up because... Yeah. He has so much power over that person. Like, because if well, he says she no... She didn't make very much either. She was at $57,000 a year. Which is not a lot, but is 
so like is a living. It's a living, but like, you would think if you're assistant to the producer of Survivor, you'd be getting yeah. a little bit more than that. Fair. Well, and I have no idea what yeah. the situation she was in. All I know is that Monica found out that he was cheating. And, yeah. Um, actually, during her first pregnancy, he, there were papers found that Bruce purchased a really expensive watch, but it was for Joy. Oh. It was not for Monica. Pierce returned it for cash. Jesus. Pierce being Joy. Sorry, I yeah. keep using her names inter- interchangeably. But, um, yeah, so who knows? Who knows what that means? Um, it, it's unclear if and when the affair, the affair ended, but Monica found out about it because of finding lots of emails and text messages between Bruce and Joy and overhearing a conversation that they were having on the phone. And at that point, after Monica found out about the affair, she cleaned out the couple's bank account and gave Bruce an ultimatum. Give her a divorce and divide the assets in half, or she would keep everything she withdrew from the accounts. Yeah. Bruce then proposed, and and maybe this wasn't in response to that, but around the same time, he proposed a family trip to Cancun. And this was one of those, like, let's mend the marriage, let's fix things kind of family trips. Which, okay. And Monica said yes. They, unfortunately, continued to argue about the affair, even while they were in Cancun, and Monica found evidence that Bruce was still in contact with Joy. Oh, my God. Dude. Yeah. So, according to prosecutors, the family's nanny said she overheard the couple fighting the night before they left for Cancun. And um, she overheard Bruce saying that they needed to buy life insurance, a life insurance policy for Monica and for him, for both of them. Oh, my God. Yeah. And um, according to some more of the documents filed in court, during the marriage, the couple purchased these life insurance policies for both of them. $5 million for Monica if Bruce dies, and 500000 for each child if Monica dies. And um, Bruce was not the beneficiary of either of these policies. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So just adding that in there, like, the, that all happened, but he was not the beneficiary. Family members also said that the couple and their two children took this holiday, again, like I said, to work on the marriage. But um, according to an affidavit, a hotel worker observed Bruce about to physically attack Monica one night at a restaurant during an argument. But then Bruce saw this hotel worker seeing them and, like, noticing there's a witness, and so he refrained. That's up to observation and perception and yeah, okay, whatever. So another affidavit. So now we're getting into a little bit more details of the actual murder. Um, a hotel guest reported hearing screams and loud bangs coming from the couple's room. There were two English students that were staying in the room below them, and they said around 6 a.m. on April 5th, they were awoken to screams crying for help, extremely loud banging, and that it sounded like a woman was in distress. Bruce later told... told, Did they not, like, call the front desk, or...? I don't know what they did. They may have, because then later, Bruce told the whole hotel staff that the noises were from a fight that they were having, um, because of their children were, like, bad behavior. So, like, they're having an argument about how to discipline the kids. 
Well, then subsequently, Bruce told investigators later that the noises were from a game they were playing with their youngest son. That is sounds like a horrifying fucking game. Yeah, what game are you playing that it's screaming and it sounds like it's someone's a woman in screaming for help and then bangs? Also, um, who is playing games with their kids at six a.m. For real, your kids are sleeping. I guess though, when they're real young like that, they do wake up early. But, oh but why are you God. playing a loud screaming game? Yeah, why don't you play the This is when we learn the quiet game. Seriously though. Um, Additionally, hotel records show that on April 6th, the key card to their room was used at least nine times between midnight and 7 a.m., including four of those times being between 4 and 4.15. Four times. And that Bruce reported um, at 7, his wife is missing. So, like, nine key cards between midnight and 7... And then sevens when he was like, hey, my wife is missing on this morning of the sixth. Jesus. Yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. And then additionally, like I said, I mentioned earlier, these reports said that their room had a view of the sewage tank where her body was later found. Yeah. Uh, Also, Bruce told the hotel staff not to enter the room all day on the fifth. So supposedly, if we look back, if he did this the morning of the fifth, he had her body in there, if you remember, all day. And waited until the night to take it out to the sister. Which that's, makes sense, yeah. That is the story that the prosecution is putting together. Yeah. So, on April 7th, during an interview with investigators, Bruce had all these scratches and abrasions on his hands. There was one behind his ear, his left shin, his right ankle. So, he's looking kind of beat up. Yeah. Um, he said that he and his family had taken several outdoor excursions and there were, you know, these injuries were a result from that, you know, climbing over rocks, jumping off like a slippery mm, rock something. I don't, diving I don't into buy the that. water. So. Yeah. When I dive into the water, I just get scratches all over my legs and behind my ear and ankle and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it depends on what type of water you're diving in. I'm, I'm going to play Is it filled out. with knives? I don't know. I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a moment because think of those people who, and not saying that Bruce did this, but think of those people that like jump off the cliffs and like land in rocks. But he's on excursion with his like child children. Who knows? This is what he said. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, according to a forensic expert, there were traces of blood on the sheets that were left in the room as well as a pillar that was on the balcony's railing Mm. um so the testimony that was presented supported the mexican prosecutor's belief that bruce asphyxiated his wife before dumping her body into a hotel septic tank and the affidavit states that when monica's naked and swollen body was found on april 8th some of her hair had been pulled out she suffered a wound to her right temple like she there's just Again, like, this is the case we're building against him. Yeah. Um, her entire body was tousled and bruised. And I have a quote that says, Wounds located on the buttocks were produced by a striking blunt force mechanism when her buttocks struck a hard surface. For example, a bathtub or a hot tub. So maybe she was pushed into the tub or thrown or something that created Jesus. this this wound that was on her backside. Yeah. So... <sighs> This was a case that took a long time to 
to execute and for things to happen. But that mm-hmm. was all of the evidence that was presented by the prosecution. And on March 12th, 2015, Bruce was convicted of the murders of the 2010 killing of his wife during their vacation in Cancun. He was sentenced to 12 years in prison, which I'm sorry, got to take a pause. Yeah, that's it. Like he was convicted for murder. Yeah. 12 years. Yes. Okay. And I did not look further into this, but you have to remember this is in Mexico. It's not here. So their legal system is different. That is true. Yeah. I don't know why it was only 12 years. And, of course, he immediately, he and his lawyer immediately planned to appeal the case, claiming that he was convicted just because of circumstantial evidence, and um, they were continuing to maintain his innocence. So, in August of 2016, a ruling by a Mexican federal court, which um, took on an appeal that offered Bruce this little sliver of hope. Mm-hmm. In this lengthy ruling, the federal court that has jurisdiction in the state of um, Quintana Roo found that state appeals court had erred in several substantive ways during a review of his conviction. Like they ignored key evidence, they failed to properly analyze documents, and that the testimonies presented could have proved exculpatory. Okay. So this ruling came from the highest court that Bruce could get in contact with. Yeah. Um, and it was one of his, again, last hopes for legal remedies in yeah. the situation. However, instead of the high court examining the merits of the case, they sent it back to the lower court magistrate with, with an order to reevaluate the evidence. The higher court criticized the lower judge for not properly reviewing the bona fides of the person who translated Bruce's initial police interview. So, like, maybe translating things incorrectly, yeah. a little bit similar to what happened in your case, but not as intense as what happened in your case. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for failing to indicate which of the numerous forensic experts called to testify was being used uh, for this conviction, and also for improperly reviewing testimony from at least three witnesses whose stories supported Bruce's case. So, they're, the higher okay. court is just like, lower court... Make sure you did your job right. Like, we're going to make you double-check this. Taking a stand on the merits of the case would run the risk of denying Bruce's appeal, the higher court found. The decision was an elaborate way of avoiding having to take a position on the substance of the appeal, but this gave Bruce a shot, having the lower court looking at this. However, that shot was not meant to be. And it's not clear in what manner the state appeals court reevaluated the evidence, but it is clear that the court declined to reverse the conviction. So they were not going to switch it. They still determined that he was guilty of murder, and he they affirmed his original ruling, saying they had reexamined the original evidence and they didn't find anything new. Yeah. Obviously, he's pissed. Yeah. He, at this point, has already been in prison for six years. Um, Like, I guess they did some backdated whatever. So he has six more to go. Some of the things that the lower court was reevaluating during this, um, you know, August 2016 ruling included DNA evidence from the hotel room, footprints found near the area where Monica's body was discovered, and some soil samples surrounding the ground. During... Um, Bruce's original trial, there were numerous forensic specialists, including one appointed by the judge, that concluded there was no physical evidence to support the thesis that Bruce was guilty. 
So a lot of the damning evidence that was used to bring about his coming back to Mexico, being extradited, were some blood samples found in the hotel room, which I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. But they, that and the footprints found around Monica's, around Monica's body fell apart upon further investigation during his trial. His new attorney, Daniel Rossolo, plans to file um, a second motion before this same court that who has a refused overturning the results in his case mm-hmm. Bruce and his new attorney are going to argue that the lower court's findings were incorrect yeah and that this evidence again was circumstantial yeah they're hoping that this second appeal will happen soon but um as of now he's still in prison in Mexico for the murder of his wife and it's it's up to us, I guess. Not us, but it, who it's up knows? to us. It's up to us. But it's really one of those things where when I first started researching this case, I felt, oh yeah, no, he's he's totally guilty. But when I was reading about his appeal, it made me think maybe he didn't do it. I don't know, because it's one of those things that, like I said, it seems so obvious that yeah. the husband did it or the yeah. spouse did it. I don't know. But some of the evidence definitely seems circumstantial and fishy. Yes. And that is that is the case that he's arguing. That's interesting that both of our cases kind of have an element of that. Yeah. I think mine a lot more so. But... No, yours a lot more so. But mine, you know, it was very high profile. I mean, this guy was a producer of Survivor and, you know, Pimp My Ride and the other show that I can't remember the name of. And Fair. he, so he was a little bit more in the spotlight. And yeah. Which can definitely be not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. All right. Well, launching into the postmortem. Yeah. I think I know who won. I think you are being a little cocky right now, thinking you won. I, I think I did face. win. I see it in your face. I think I did. I think. I'm sorry. Monica was found in a sewer cistern. These Her were two, two young children were there. These who were now t- have <laughs> no parents. These were two just kids in college on vacation that were murdered. And then these people were probably framed at every step of the way for their murder. So not only are t- like the two lives that were murdered ruined, these two people who are very likely innocent, their lives are ruined as well. So I think I know how I'm going to determine this. How? The fact that you did have two people convicted that we're pretty certain were innocent. Yeah. And Bruce, while we're not 100% sure of his guilt, it doesn't seem as if he was framed in the same way. Yeah. If at all framed. Like, there is very much a potential that he's guilty of this crime for killing Monica. And of course, there is also the potential that um, the two from my case are guilty as well. There is. But... It seems I highly doubt it. With the evidence presented and our armchair sleuthing skills, yes, I feel like there's more of a likelihood that your two are innocently convicted. Also, they got life. He got my guy got twelve years. They didn't get life. They got death. Oh, I'm sorry. The they opposite of death. life. 
Jesus. Yes. You're right. They did not get life. They got the death penalty. So, um, you definitely won this one. Yeah. I find it interesting that we both presented cases that had very much, did they do it? Question mark? Yeah. On it? Absolutely. Um, and I also find it interesting that neither of us really did try to go with Amanda Knox because I thought of it, you thought of it, but neither of us did it. We both thought about it. We both thought of Natalie and Aruba. Natalie Holloway, yep. We, there are just, there are certain big cases. Amanda Knox is one I want to tackle. That could be one that we could do together, to be honest. Yeah. Because that one has so many twists and turns. And she lived a few blocks away from me when I was in Seattle. I know. Because I lived in West Seattle near her. I think we've talked about this, actually. You may have. Um, Like in one of our very earlier episodes. Uh, But yeah, I live near Amanda Knox. Hi, Amanda. Hey. Hope you're listening. You know, why not? Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be super cool. All right. Well... Be sure to rate and review us yes. on iTunes. If you do loved the, us, do um, simple, you know, like, leave five stars. Say please. that we're the people who saved your life. If you hated us, remember that um, our uh, podcast title is uh, Blood and Alcohol. So, you know, <laughs> leave them terrible just kidding we're blood and wine uh, yes this is blood and wine i don't think we introduced ourselves in this episode i think we forgot to yeah although i feel like we might have i really don't think we did um we did. i'm Brittany. i'm tyler and this is blood and wine this is and this sorry. is our uh 17th you know, episode it's our 17th episode we and definitely didn't because we, we didn't yeah. do it sorry guys <laughs> Uh, but that's Whatever. who we are. You know, you know who we are. You clicked on it. So um, this didn't randomly start playing. Although if it did, please tell me how that happened. I know. I guess if you... Honestly, the podcasts that are on Spotify, which we have no fucking idea how to get on Spotify. If you know how to get on Spotify, let us know. But those, if you just had it on shuffle and one ended, maybe... I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. But... Yeah, rate us, review us, like us on Facebook, Instagram, yes. Twitter. Follow where... us um, on our social media platforms yep. and, you know, subscribe on iTunes, all that fun stuff. Yeah. But, all right. Yes, until next time. Blood Wine signing off. Bye. Bye. Bye.